Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey, yo, what is going on? So good to see so many people entering this live spaces. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new way of innovation. I'm so excited for this episode. Today's guest will go down and show history as having one of the most important perspectives and insights into just how essential Web3 can be for the future. Once imprisoned for two years in Russia for singing a song against Putin, the importance of decentralized disruptive tech like blockchain truly hits home different for this group of female musicians. While most are thinking about how to monetize and make money for themselves in this space, this group of incredible talented women are solely focused on building a community against oppression and their actions speak for themselves. They recently launched an NFT collection where proceeds are going to support organizations fighting against centralized authoritarian regimes. They are forward thinkers in the space for good and it's such an honor to share the stage with them today. Pussy Riot, what's going on? How are you? Hello, hello. Um, well, as I said, I'm just dealing with uh, amazing features of um web 2.0 um just you know like dealing with my instagram account almost uh, being deleted um just yeah i can't believe that i've spent so many hours uh developing content for a platform and we have no voice or vote um Mm -hmm. over even our own presence i like let alone um you know decisions that the company takes because um, and in the beginning of this year, they uh, made a major hit on um, sex workers. And I know personally, a lot of them, uh, you know, from porn uh, performers to uh, to just um, OnlyFans models. And uh, it, it was a big revenue for them. And they, they put a lot of time and efforts in developing their fan base and Instagram. And so suddenly it's... Uh, it's prohibited not only to show nipples because like this is i mean we're used to that right mm-hmm. so now uh even if you show your under boob it's considered a sexual activity somehow so platform um goes back in time i feel like we're living in the 15th century and what offends me personally that uh, there is no way I can vote against it because like mm-hmm. that would be one thing if like all the like all the users of the platform will be like yeah we don't want you to show your underboob but right now it's literally just fucking Mark Zuckerberg telling me that I cannot show my underboob. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that is definitely something that uh, I mean, I, I it's funny because I, it's funny that you mentioned Zuckerberg because one of the things that I was saying when uh, Facebook went down earlier this week is like if if it would have never came back live, it wouldn't have really. Uh, I think it may have been better for humanity with some of the, the crazy stuff <laughs> that is is just um, con- kind of. Con- 
continuing to create hate and violence and spread instead of love and community. And I think that it's just so interesting um, that we're starting to see some of these platforms that maybe even uh, the creators intended to create community and create unity are kind of turning on against them because of algorithms and because of uh, the the people that are utilizing it. And it's just so sad to see. And and it's because, uh, like you said, like the community doesn't have control over helping decide those things. It's a few people at the top uh, and within the mm-hmm. organizations that are deciding that. Um, so I want to, we will definitely, I want to continue talking about that. But I always start with the same question too on this show, which is just how did you find out about Web3? And how did you guys originally get into, if crypto was the start, if you had invested in crypto, or if NFTs are kind of your first dabble into Web3, how did you start into into blockchain? Hmm. Um, well, I was familiar with Bitcoin. Um, I was familiar um, and I had just a tiny bit. I never was like super serious. Um, so then I think like real, um, real start was um, earlier this year um, at the top of the year with dived into the NFT space. Um, we made a drop, this was called Panic Attack, and it's a drop on Foundation. Mm-hmm. And it went really well. Uh, we were perceived, like, I, I was honestly overwhelmed with the amount of support that I've seen. Um, and uh, also, probably the most important, amount of amazing, smart, intelligent, and super curious people who I've seen here. And uh, before that, I was working primarily in the music industry and that was not my home because my home is actually conceptual art and uh, activism. Mm-hmm. So when at some point I was like, so you mentioned the fair musicians, so it's actually just me who is like really interested in music. Most of uh, the members, they didn't care about music. They <laughs> care about human rights. They uh-huh. care about um, feminism, activism, like making um, illegal actions. Um, on the streets of Russia, mostly. Um, and just, you know, like all sorts of activism that we do, like we like find lawyers for prisoners and like we have independent media outlet back home. Um, so um, I personally dived into music just because um, I was studying music when I was a kid and uh, I didn't want those skills to be wasted. And I really loved it. I still do uh but music industry entertainment industry so uh it's all about yourself is uh like even if you gain uh even if you win uh then it's in the end of the story will be just you and and your success and i was not just done for it um because you know i was growing up in activism and that's completely different mindset um you just want to come like you want to work with someone, uh, you want to collaborate and you want to create something that's bigger than yourself and you work for, for a goal that's bigger than yourself. And, you know, just it's basic psychology, it gives you adrenaline, gives you chill. <laughs> you feel yeah. like, oh my God, yet I'm actually not just a, a, a bag with bones and uh, meat, I'm something else. So um, I didn't feel it in the music industry. Uh, it's all but more money for me and uh, it was boring um so yeah when i saw the people in the nft space and then in crypto in general i felt home uh, from the very first day 
I, I mean, I just think that so your your story and all of you ladies that are um, working as activists is so important. And I think a lot of people um, in the Western world that uh, we you you kind of it's easy to everyone says uh, first world problems when you're like worried about you know you your uh, I don't know cell service going out for a minute or uh, it's just like some of the the things that we have. Um, in, in in our lives that we have to worry about are totally different than on the other side of the world and things that um, that you've had to think about as you've grown up. And I, I'd love just I think one thing that I think about when it comes to blockchain and crypto and NFTs is the borderless nature of like this new world that's starting to develop and how we you and I if were in other parts of the world, we could actually come on here and do a show together and talk and interact and and continue to grow as a society together. And I just uh, I'd love for you to kind of talk about the power of that um, and the potential for good that can come from that. Ooh, uh, I'm from a small city in the very north of Siberia. Um, it's just a really tiny city, uh, 100,000 people uh, at max. I think even less now. People are escaping it. Um, it's one of the northest and coldest and most polluted cities on earth. And uh, growing up there, uh, the only thing that I could do was uh, just read books, mm-hmm. which was amazing. I was growing up being a bookworm, but um, I've just all the, all the time imagined um, that if only I had access to uh, the internet a little bit earlier and and especially to to crypto, to Web3, uh, Web3 uh, I didn't like if I didn't want to leave my city I didn't have to I could just create like all these amazing things and create my activism um just from there and I think it, it creates amazing opportunities for decentralization I'm not saying that you have to stay in your tiny city if you don't want to but uh, it just gives you opportunity to um explore what's uh, what's local uh, at the same time being global so I was an anarchist since uh, I was a teenager and remember Davos, Davos, and those protests. Uh, some people called them anti-globalists, uh, but themselves they called themselves ultra-globalists. Mm. And they always spoke to me. Um, they did not like the corporate structure of global globalization, but they wanted to figure out um, alternative structure for globalization. And at the time when it started, it was um, early 2000s, uh, it sounded like uh, pure craziness, but it was a real movement. It was hun- like hundreds of thousands of people who believed in that. I was one of them. And uh, whenever I would try to explain these political views to my friends, they would be like, oh, you're fucking insane, because that's, that's impossible. Like the coordination on such a big scale is impossible without being centralized. And I was like, you know, I, I just believe in that. I don't, I can't explain you how and I don't really see it working somewhere, but I believe in it. And there's just like, oh, you're just fucking religious nuthead. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I am. I am. I religiously believe in um, decentralized coordination. So mm-hmm. <laughs> years later, I I see what's going on here in this space. And it just makes me excited and makes me 
proud of being an early believer in something that didn't even have body at the time. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. I mean, I mean, even 10 to 15 years ago when a web two was kind of starting to form with, uh, the launch of like Facebook and social media companies where now we could kind of connect. Um, I feel like it's just escalating to the next level with, uh, decentralization of some of like the, how crypto and blockchain and NFTs now allows decentralization. It's like the first little step. Eventually, I think we'll get decentralized um, platforms for media and social media and all of the things that we want in this world, like you st started talking about, like the uh, some of the top-down um, effects that happen when you have a centralized authority over everything. And so I think it's so cool that you uh, can be an advocate and talk about some of the things that you've you've gone through and um some of the like the activist movements that you've been a part of that kind of helped define and um help get you to where you are today because it is it's like everyone on our journeys uh the reason we're here are all different reasons but i think for people that literally they didn't have anything or they grow up uh, there's people that i've i've met in in uh web3 in this space that are um you know from third world countries that don't have anything except maybe cell service and now like the, they have so many opportunities coming at them because of web3 and because of like this borderless mm -hmm. society and it's just it's so exciting because you start to see like wow like this can really change people's lives no that's incredible um yeah as i said i had just books but uh, if i had access to everything that we have today like my life could be completely different and i think i would be able to achieve much more by my age tell me a little bit more too about um kind of you you talked about kind of how reading uh books and um kind of being like an early learner and just wanting to explore and learn about the world um but tell us tell us a little bit more about how you um became such an activist and an advocate and how you kind of uh grew like that tension um with like the centralized authority in wanting to um you know, not have to be silenced. Mm -hmm. uh, it started from me becoming a feminist, and uh, it was just uh, because I noticed that most of most of the people that we learn in our um, books in the school are men, and most of people who teach us about those men are women. So mm -hmm. that was like, oh wait a second, and in my family. Um, my mom is an absolute matriarch. She rules the family. And this is a typical power structure in um, most of the families in Russia. And I think a lot of Americans, they don't, they are underestimated. They, for whatever reason, they believe that Russia is um, a conservative country. But I'd say um, hmm, something that probably surprised a lot of you, but America is much more conservative than Russia. Mm. Um, Russia is a in a much more matriarchal and feminist country. Like first of all, we uh, women got rights to vote uh, in 1917, and uh, for over a century, it's uh, it's like so. Well, suffragettes got it uh, for for America in in, in the 20s, 22nd or something. Um, in Switzerland, women got a right to vote in 60 something. Imagine, so Russia was like among very first countries who 
got women rights to vote. And in the 20s of the 20th century, 100 years ago, um, we had abortions available for everyone. Uh, so reproductive freedoms is not even a question for um, Russian women. Mm-hmm. As what, whatever's happening in Texas right now, for if you um, ask a Russian person about it, it's not, it's not a question. So I was growing up in really feminist environment and um but still you know there were a lot of things that um clearly was a power power imbalance like yeah mostly about history um that um we were taught in school and also you know like old things like when man meets you uh he gives hands uh he gives a handshake to all other men in the room but not to you and you feel just not not seen so very like old um archaic elements from the from the past that make you feel uncomfortable or uh issue of domestic violence uh that's that was a major it is a major problem in russia this is not anyhow addressed by authority so as a kid i saw those injustices and it was clear to me that um women are strong and amazing and they should rule the world. Um, I mean, when I say that, I mean that like we have to equally participate. Mm-hmm. Um, we equally have to equally participate in uh, power structures. So, and also, yeah, the glass ceiling. Um, I was aware that as a woman, I have less uh, abilities to uh, be to be in the top of like any company that would want to work uh, at. Uh, and I remember at some point. I was a kid, I was like eight or nine, and I uh, got the best grades in my class. And my teacher told me, you're such a good kid, Nadia, you're such a good student, you're, you're going to become a wife of a president. And I was like, what, like, why? Like, why can they become president myself? I love that. And so, at first of all, I became a feminist and then environmentalist, because as I said, uh, my city is uh, one of the most polluted cities on earth. and I was just growing up thinking that the snow has to be black. Mm. And then I traveled and I realized that, oh, yes, the snow is supposed to be white. I didn't know that because of pollution in my city, it's gray or black. Um, so that's how it started. And then I um, got interested in studying um, journalism. And in Russia, journalists um, often be murdered or imprisoned for for their articles, if they if they write something against the government, I I didn't I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't become a journalist. Instead, I became a philosopher. I studied philosophy for five years, and I wanted to study gender studies. Um, it was impossible, uh, kind of impossible. I had to sneak this uh, um, into into my um, education by myself because we don't have like anything like that. We don't have courses on that um, because the government is a piece of shit that wants to turn Russia into conservative, um, conservative trash can. So combination of all these factors and also meeting people in person who um, were political prisoners uh, who spent a few years in jail just because they made uh, peaceful symbolic actions um, mm. It all made me convinced that Putin has to go. Yeah, and and I just uh, I love the story. I mean, I it's 
to hear a story where you're just because you sing a song uh, against Putin is is just insane that that le- led to um imprisonment did you guys did you know and did you ladies know that like that that could happen and that was like uh potentially going to happen uh like when you when when you when that happened when you went on stage or when you were uh, on that platform um or or is it were all those things that were a surprise or like you didn't think that that it would go that far um being an activist in Russia, you know that you can be imprisoned at some point, but um, you do not you do not think that it's going to happen exactly with you because you, I mean, otherwise you're just going to be paralyzed by fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, we became prominent activists at the time when we were, were arrested, so it was not particularly because of that action. I think it's just a combination of, we worked many, many years as um, activists and artists uh, by that year, so uh and and we knew political police in the face they knew us in the face if we go down the street and we see this guy we knew that most likely in the next few minutes we're going to be arrested so we were on every single black list uh in our country by that time and um our arrest was just the beginning of a wave of repressions that started with the the third um, term of Vladimir Putin. So in that sense, we weren't anyhow special. Uh, we were just the very first, and I think that's why uh, we got so much attention. We were three young girls, and I think that somehow contributed to us having um, getting a lot of attention. We were reading fire speeches, quoting Socrates and Plato. I think that contributed as well. Uh, but overall, um, it's it was like it was three of us among dozens of other political activists who were imprisoned um, almost immediately after Putin came to the office for the third time. I, I uh, one thing that I just continue to think about is the art that you create because you you continue to kind of go back to the art as well that's uh, involved in kind of the activism and the drop that you guys just recently did. Um, I usually don't really talk about NFT drops, but there's so much more. Uh, I don't usually like talking about projects on the space because I want to teach about blockchain and crypto and Web three, and I love people doing their own research. But it see it feels so different, like having you on the stage and having these stories like I want you to share and kind of talk about kind of where the passion from the art that you uh, you put into NFTs where it came from where kind of the symbolism um, in the art where it came from um, so that everyone can get kind of an idea of the the art and the story because the story is so deep um, with you guys that I think it's just important to kind of listen and hear the the story behind the art. When it, so we just recently made one of one and a drop of 333 pieces on OpenSea. Uh, initially, the idea was to make one of one based on our prison sentence. Uh, and um, we were sentenced to two years in jail in 2012. Um, and my idea behind it was to transform something that's really traumatic to me uh, into something positive. Um, that's why I applied this um, nice and cute and and fun, but at the same time, political and dangerous 
messages and images on top of my prison sentence. Um, and I've, <laughs> I, I hate that piece of paper. Um, I made it on, I put drawings exactly on top of my original prison sentence. So the, the same one that was given to me when I was in jail in cell 309. Um, and I was not sure if I'm going to survive this because I was suffering from extreme headaches and I became incredibly depressed while I was in jail. It was just really difficult to lose freedom and feel like you're abandoned from, you're, you're abandoned for, by everyone. And we were not abandoned, but it's just like a feeling that you can't help, but you feel it because um, you don't see anyone. You didn't see the support that's um, happening from the outside, right? The only person you see is in your investigator and they make um, they make it feel bad. So I became incredibly depressed and upset. And so, yeah, it's like all this crazy complex of emotions that um, seeing these papers uh, bring in me. Um, but I've decided to work through it because I uh, realized that art might be the best psychotherapy for me. Mm -hmm. And this is not an advice for any, everyone else because I think that therapy is so valid and just definitely go <laughs> go and find a therapist. But just for me, uh, I think uh, art has been the best therapy. So, um, and since I still struggle from um, depression episodes, like I'm diagnosed with major depressive uh, a disorder, but um, I'm on antidepressants, so I'm functional and like fine. But uh, you know, I always can just uh, come back to the depressive episode. So it was like part of just uh, therapy. I was like, okay, I'll I'll make it. I'll make it, and maybe it will not haunt me because you know I have nightmares about going back to jail and being being in court game and like sometimes i'm in my dreams i'm being imprisoned for 10 or 15 years and it's so real those dreams are so real i <laughs> i like think in my dream about really pragmatical details how i'm going to survive this how i'm going to build relationships with this uh, within this penal colony where i'm at and then i'm waking up and i'm like oh wow i'm not actually in jail and mm -hmm. so that's different note by my friend Jordan, known as Trippy. He's making a drop um, uh, dedicated to Ross Ulbricht, mm, um, yeah. who is serving two life sentences in jail right now. And this, um, I was lucky enough to see this piece before everyone sees it, and it gave me chills because he talks, Ross talks in that piece about the opposite <laughs> about being in jail, but actually, you know, having a dream about getting on parole, getting out, and and then the pain of waking up in jail and realizing this was just like all a really realistic dream. And this is so heartbreaking mm. for a person who did not commit any violent crime. It's just, so yeah, I'm just trying to do whatever I can to support, um, Trippy and uh, and Ross uh, with his NFT drop, but that's a side story. Um, so yeah, and it was one of one, and then I decided to make it uh, add three, three, three pieces uh, because I wanted to make it more accessible for everyone because it's a historic piece that's um, I think a lot of people heard about our prison sentence and 
I wanted um, more people to be able to own it. Mm, yeah, I love that. And I mean, I, I think it's so powerful. A couple things like uh, there's the the uh, the art is just uh, it, it really draws you in. And I uh, I didn't know until recently that the the background uh, that the art is on top of. Um, and I'll try to pin it here in just a second, uh, the link to it, so that everyone else can kind of take a look at it as well. But that that was actually your prison sentence, uh, and then the art on top of it. And I can see, I, I definitely understand um, how that kind of invoke so many emotions from um, the experiences that you went through. And I just, uh, it's, it just breaks your heart that it's like in, in a world where that we're in the 21st century, uh, that we're still having to fight for basic freedoms, like being able to speak out and not be afraid. Um, it's just, it's so sad. And what one thing that's so cool is that like, now that this is minted and it's on the Ethereum blockchain, like it's not, it can't be taken down. And uh, I think that's so powerful. And I, and I know that you you were talking about how your Instagram, it, they're trying to take it down right now. And I just think, um, how do you feel that you know, like when it's on the blockchain, when it's on, when it's in in Web three, when you actually mint it on the blockchain, like no one can, no one has a say uh, whether it goes away or not. Like it's there forever. I feel that um, this is the way it should be, because this is our minimal right to <laughs> to not be erased from history, and um, it's everyone's right. And I'm glad the blockchain gives you this right. Yeah. And I think another thing that makes me think of like when we're, when we're growing up, like the textbooks that we go, we, if you grow up uh, in one country versus another country, you learn a hundred, like totally different things. And I think one thing that's just so cool is being able to uh, build community and learn about different cultures and religions and other people's views to realize that it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If you grow up in a tiny town where everyone believes the same thing, like that's not the way the whole world is. And 30 years ago, you would have never known that this is heartbreaking um, um i'm no i i think i became an artist just because i mean you never know right but uh, i think it's a combination of uh, my parents being like really open-minded and my dad being an uh, artist himself and also i was lucky enough to have uh this uh, conceptual artist coming to my city when i was 13 and i love his art so much uh, I like he opened up my eyes on that it is it's possible to be a kind of a crazy person, which I mean he was not crazy, but like for my tiny city he was like like he was behaving like a nuthead. Like <laughs> and I wanted it just he liberated me. I was like, Oh yeah, there 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 are different circles and there are different communities where this lifestyle is completely acceptable and it's rewarded and it's made it liberated me so much so yeah <laughs> yeah I, and i think uh it's it's so powerful that when you hear um everyone's journey when you ha have some people like it sounds like you're the more you talk about your parents you just realize how important it is uh in their in your journey of like them um, teaching you that you it's okay to question like you you shouldn't be afraid you can ask questions you and and it's uh it just is empowering to hear and to think like that every if you aren't in that situation either then it's uh th then like you said like it's heartbreaking because 
you wouldn't know any different if your parent like I, uh, I, 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 this is not nearly as drastic, but like growing up in a very conservative family, like I was only taught one religion, didn't know any other religions. And if, if we didn't have web two and I didn't meet different people, I would never know that there was other, there was other beliefs. There's other worldviews. There's other people that billions of people that believe something else. And, and that's important to kind of define our own um, personal beliefs is being able to explore and understand that this, that the world has so, so much culture that we need to be able to learn and embrace. And it's not just, there's not one worldview. That's crucial. Yeah. And, and I just, uh, I just love hearing your story. Is there one piece of art that is in your collection that just uh, has a special meaning um, to you or the like really uh, is something that like the art came like from deep in your soul. I'm sure all of it has, but if you don't mind just talking about like one um, piece and in terms of the art that's overlaid on top of the prison sentence and talking a little bit about, um, about what that symbolism means to you. Uh, one of one is a really important for me. Uh, and uh, this Virgin Mary uh, in uh, merging with vagina is uh, so important for me because um, because I actually think that religions are incredibly interesting um, social constructs and mythologies and I love them personally. I love to study religions and I even wanted to focus at some point um, like when I, while I was studying philosophy to focus uh, especially on religions because so for example I, I read New Testament um, 10 times like and I was at some point I knew some parts of it by heart like right now I forgot most of it but I I felt like I have to learn it because it was a key to understand the way how our culture works our mythology narratives power structures um in order to change a paradigm you need to learn about it then you can change it so that's what I thought and um, I still think so. And uh, I believe that Virgin Mary was not giving enough credit um, mm. as actually an active person and an actor rather than just a vehicle and, um, you know, just a vessel of creation. Because I think she was a rad lady and uh, she definitely has her own um voice and she should be given more credit for what she has done because it's, it's not a small thing to um to produce a god mm, yeah and that's why i i talk a lot about her and i imagine her in my in my art world she is a feminist and uh, she she protects and empowers all, all the ladies um and and non-binary people i love that so that piece is important for me. And another one uh, is with um, Pussy Ride Church. And it's written, God is Queer. Mm-hmm. Um, on that church, it's, it's a piece of um, 333 collection, um, ACAB collection. And that one is important for me because um, I was, at some point I was studying uh, a lot about this, all this theologies of, liberation that started to appear in Catholic, uh, Protestant, in Protestant religion, um, 
in the 60s and 70s uh, it was connected with the civil rights movement and you know like was whole movements led by uh, openly queer priests and it was just so beautiful and colorful and vivid and inclusive and progressive that I always wondered why why we don't see more of that in Catholic religion or in um, Orthodox and Russian Orthodox Church. And uh, that's partly something that brought us into into a cathedral of Christ the Savior to perform our song that was called Virginary Please Become Feminist. So this um, this name of one of one piece is a quote from uh, from our most known song that is called Punk Prayer. And all that we asked for is for more inclusivity and um, more acceptance um, in, in traditional church. Um, so I think that piece is important. And like, the reason why I care that much about church, because I'm not a religious person, but I think it informs minds of so many people, mm-hmm. especially people who are not in living in the, the biggest cities in pretty much every country. They rely a lot in, in their... Um, you know, socialization and on, on religious motifs and narratives. So I feel like if we're able to change the underlying mythology of society, we can make society more inclusive. Yeah, and I, one the word inclusive, you've mentioned a few times, and it's so, I mean, it's such a powerful word. I mean, I just love, every time you say it, it makes me so happy because inclusivity is the answer, right? Just if we if we love one another we love other humans like the 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 f- things in this world that we continually worry about and the hate speech and the fear and the uh, self-consciousness and mm-hmm. judging ourselves that all goes away if we just are able to show love and i think uh, that's something that i don't know if you've noticed i feel um when i'm in when i'm in like the Twitter, like uh, the NFT Twitter world, I feel like that inclusivity is much more present. I mean, we're sitting here with 90 people in the room just chatting and just feeling like being able to be heard and people thinking and, you know, they may not agree with everything, but then that they can go back and think about it later. And uh, I just love that this community is 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 starting to grow and that that message of inclusivity is something that people are starting to be able to think more about as the world grows and and um we we become more connected um what has been your favorite thing so far about interacting on nft twitter and being around um like this these spaces um gm and gn yeah (laughs) yeah yeah those are uh yeah, that is such a strong uh, part of the culture. Uh, it's just like reminding ourselves to to be able to uh, say hello and good morning and good night and when we go to bed. No, that's beautiful. Especially like uh, given that everyone exists in different time zone, it's like almost never on point, but it's still it makes things <laughs> even more cute. Yeah, when you it's see good morning funny. in the middle of the yeah. afternoon, and you, but it does. It reminds you that like that person is just waking up, and this world. This is like a very global thing, and I love that you mentioned that though, because it is. It's like a reminder because when I'm going to bed and I I'm hearing about people that are just waking up, it's like wow. I mean, this there you're on the other side of the world, but it's just so beautiful that we can come and connect in this in this mutual 
space together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I found an amazing thread today. Um, I recommend everyone reading everything it. It's uh, done by um, Punk Six Five Two Nine, and it's one of the uh, one of my top top retweeted um, tweets. Um, it's so fucking deep, and um, he's just uh, talking about decentralization, and uh, he talks a lot about the future. And I think that's that's one of my favorite things when people just start to think about like what's going to happen 10, 50, 100 years from now. And uh, mm, I haven't seen it a lot in more traditional circles. Um, and my big question to most of the politicians always was, why do you talk at max about like what's going to happen in like next four years because like that's what you're concerned about because mm -hmm. you're going to be elected for four years and that's it and after that the world can burn like you don't you don't care about it <laughs> so mm -hmm. i always love visionaries and i say that this space has a pretty high percentage of visionaries mm -hmm. i i think so i think in order to kind of be involved in the space and continue to build in the space you it's it's impossible to get into this this world because if you try to explain uh, a, an NFT to seventy five percent of the world right now, they just are very confused. And so just that alone, uh, and then probably higher percentage of that, and maybe only like a few percent are actually in the space. And it's just uh, it, it's like we are. The cool thing is like we're building the foundation, right? We're we are getting to kind of the visionaries, the people that believe in the future and that in the good of of the world and humanity are the ones that are getting to kind of uh, build it from the ground up. So that way, when the world uh, the world starts to join. Uh, we've already kind of decided that this is going to be a good and and safe place. And uh, when the hate when hate tries to uh, permeate, and when those types of groups come in, they're just going to be. I mean, they're it's going to be so hard for them to get any foothold because this is that's not the type of space that's being created from the ground up. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, and I think it's just powerful that you're you've uh, joined this movement as well. And I'm so grateful that you are you are in the space. And I'm so happy that you're going to continue to interact uh, in the communities and that you took time to be on the show to just to get to learn a little bit about more about your story and your art and uh, your passion. And um, and and seriously, just welcome to this community. I mean, you you've been in it uh, for 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 a few months now. And and I just uh I, I'm so grateful that more and more um, women are also finding the space because one thing that I was talking to you about before the show, but uh, even on this show, it's it's mainly uh, men that have come on. And I think it, tech, tech especially and innovation historically hasn't um, been very inclusive because we've uh, growing up in kind of a broken, um, centralized society, uh, very like patriarchal. And so I, I've already seen the space evolving slowly in the right direction. But um, is there anything that I or, or all of us can do to ensure that Web3 doesn't turn into more of the same of what, you know, Facebook back in the early days maybe started with like a positive mission and vision and just started to become more corrupt? Is there anything that we can keep in the front of our minds as we continue? to grow this space to make sure that it that we continue the inclusivity and continue to grow in the right direction yeah and give people 
tools and tools include money. Um, it's not just a nice talk, but including people because you can include them, but then they don't have um, opportunities to execute their rights. Like, because that's, that's my problem with a lot of um, the way how a lot of modern democracies work. We have rights to do a lot of things, but often we don't have opportunities to make them. Even participation in politics became um, a luxury because some people don't have time to learn about politics. They have to work at two, sometimes three jobs to feed their families and they're so poor um, so they cannot even think uh, through their political choices. So that should not be the case here. And in order to prevent that, um, you should give tools, give knowledge to people and um, and give them money. <laughs> give, them, give them Ethereum, give them Bitcoin, mm -hmm. give them whatever you can give. And empower like empower them not just with words but with deeds because people will like diverse people they're um they're ready to rock but sometimes they don't really know how to jump on board and they don't have means to jump on board so this is um this is in the hand not just in their hands but in the hands of those who have power to make sure make sure that um you know, they redistribute what they were able to um, collect to hands of those who have nothing. I, I love it. I'm so grateful that you're on the show. If I'm going to ask one more question, but if you have a question, um, go ahead and hit that request button now and we'll bring up a few people. Um, if you just want to say something that inspired you in this chat, or um, if you want to ask a question or uh, pose a thought, please hit that request button and so we can um, hear some more voices as well. There's so many people in the space. Thank you for being here. Um, but one thing I, I love that you mentioned is that uh, when you just uh, started chatting about the importance of um, giving resources to the people that maybe don't have the access to the resources that that are that aren't in it as soon as us, but have a really powerful message and bring so much um, to the community to make sure that those people are the ones that are getting um, the resources first. Because mm -hmm. if we empower the right people, then like like you said, we can grow the space to continue not only have a foundation of positivity and inclusivity, but giving the resources to the right people will continue to elevate so that it becomes a more inclusive space over time. And I think that I, I would imagine is the ultimate goal of Web3 is being able to create that inclusivity uh, and give tools to the people that really need them. Um, are you uh do you have any plans to continue um in this space to continue kind of the the vo your voice and getting more people involved um what are your thoughts about you know in the next year what, what, do you have any plans for the future for uh for you know the in the nft world and um with the project that you've already started and developed uh where where are you going from here in this space i have so many plans it hurts <laughs> I I can't sleep. Uh, oh, another another thing I love about this space is pretty much everyone is a workaholic here. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, amen. 
That's incredible because I just got dumped by uh, my now ex-boyfriend because I, I work way too much. So I just spend <laughs> all my time, um, you know, working on something. So if I'm not making a music video, then I'm writing music. If not music, then um, I'm talking about NFTs or drawing them. So it's just like really overwhelming for a normal person. So I'm glad to be here among people where it's normalized. And to know how healthy or sustainable it is for us, that's a completely different question, right? Like, yeah. I'm not sure. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something to be so proud of. But I feel seen. I feel supported. I feel like, oh yeah, I'm. <laughs> this is not just me being crazy. This yeah. is like a lot of. People. <laughs> we're in this together. Yeah, we're building. <laughs> we're building something that's so important, and I think it really brings us that passion. It's like. Uh, I, I, the only thing I can think of, like, if you if you ever gone to Vegas and they don't put any windows in the casino and they just like make it feel like you never know what time it is. That's what it feels like, because this this space is 24 seven and you could be up when someone else is waking up and they're just starting to work or, you know, someone else is up at 3 a.m. with you. And it doesn't feel weird oh, that yeah. you're constantly working. So <laughs> I'm glad you said that, because that's a uh, that form of community uh, does bring that normalization. I mean, Obviously, it's so important to take care of yourself as well. Uh, but but it does it is inspiring to see the people that are just working. Um, it makes you want to just figure out how you can build in this space too. So I'm glad you said that. All right, we've got quite a few people that are asking you to come up. So let's do a few questions uh, and and um, get some more voices on stage. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. All right. And first person I wanted to bring up is B. She's been listening to the show for a while, and I'm so glad this. I think this is your first time up on stage. Go ahead, B. Hey, Carl. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. As always, I just want to say you are smashing it. And I was pleasantly surprised when I opened my Twitter this evening and I saw, you know, the guest. Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe my luck. I am truly honored to be here and to be, you know, in this wonderful company. Um, thank you so much, uh, Nadia. I'm, I'm so, so, so honored to be here. Um, and I just want to say what you're doing is amazing. I'm, I'm actually, I live in Toronto, but I'm from Pakistan. And I, when I read about what happened to Pussy Riot, um, I was just very angry with what was happening. We were studying sociology and feminism for the first time in school. And, you know, it was just super educational, but really eye-opening. And having grown up in a country where there aren't many rights for women, you know, especially due to the religious stuff, and then also just historically, it's so patriarchal. Um, I just wanted to get out, but I, I was really, really inspired by by all of you. And I just want to say it liberated me to the extent that um, it really helped me in gaining the courage and energy to just, you know, try to always step up and push for getting out of the country, not because I hate the country or anything, but we need safety first before we can even think about our rights or politics or actioning all these things that are in our minds. So I just want to say a huge thank you. And thank you so much for entering the NFT space. You have no idea how you're empowering 
all of us, especially women here. So thank you so much. I just want to say that, you know, and and I also just want to quickly ask, since I am in Community Corner, what would be the best way to get in touch with you or, you know, because I'm building something for women in NFTs. Um, I'm profiling women from all around the world. There's just so much happening. And I, I think this would be a huge privilege. And I can see my friend Peter here in the audience as well, the Einstein of Wall Street. So, um, you know, there are just some amazing people here supporting us. So, yep, that's all I wanted to say. But thank you. Uh, absolutely love you and your work. Thank you. Um, I just sent you a DM and um, I think Twitter DMs will be the best way to get in touch. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That's yeah. huge. Thank you. Yeah. And I know that, um, B, I know that you've been building in this space as well and continuing to, to fight um, to get more women's voices in this space as well. So thank you for what you're working on and doing as well. Uh, Crime, uh, you're up on stage. How are you doing? Hey folks, good evening. Hope you you're doing well. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming up. Awesome. Yeah. So my question. Um, well, first off, I'd like to say thanks for your message of empowering um, women in the space. It's sort of an underdeveloped sort of role. So thanks for that. Um, now, you know, have you had any other sort of artistic inspiration in the NFT space, specifically like during this journey you've had in the in the blockchain world? You mean um, you mean other NFT like, artists? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was just diving in deeply Grampling's collection today, <laughs> and I was just losing it. I was losing it. it like, the way how he structured traits and uh, rarity is just so fucking smart and genius. I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, I was lucky to connect with uh, Grampling. Um, around months ago and um he's just like so nice and so kind and he was um supporting our job um a lot and we talked with him about activism and about um different charities like how do you pick a charity that you want to give uh, your money to because it's not it might it might appear as a simple thing but it's not really because you want to empower the right people because some charities they don't do good work mm. they just waste money um so yeah um so that would be him and like also we're, um talking right now but building something together which i'm like incredibly excited um well i really love work of um other women in the space uh, like blake catherine mm. and uh people pleasure and uh x shows and her job for the tour project. Hmm. Who else? Um, well, I would just like, I'm totally blown away by CryptoPunks just because it's uh, it's such a powerful community builder. I remember just entering the space, like as an artist, I saw value in individual works of art. And it took me a while to actually realize how, uh, how NFTs you know, projects like bigger NFT projects can be an instrument to build a community. So it was, it's been like three months, I think, of me being inside of the game. Once um, I entered CryptoPunks Discord, I was in, I introduced them by Justin Versano. 
who is a great community builder. And Love Justin. Uh, I was just like, oh, wow. Okay, now, now I get it. I get it. Um, it's not just about artistic value of every single piece. It's, it, it's about connections that this pieces bring together. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I love hearing uh, some of the the art and the artists that you've uh, that you've been inspired to because all of them are just absolutely phenomenal. Um, so thanks for sharing. And if you haven't heard of some of those artists, you should definitely check them out. Uh, Nia, oh, also Pack. So, um, oh, Pack. You, yeah, you can't Pac forget. Pack taught me so much. Uh, we got in touch with him in April this um, this year, and um, we just talked a lot. About, about NFTs, about tokens, and the uh, craziest conversations, and I was just like losing it again. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, I really, I really love to talk to people who make me lose it. Because, like, yeah. like, if you can, if you can blow um, my imagination, so I am pretty, I have a wild imagination. But if I'm talking to you and I realize that you have actually wilder imagination than me, then I'm yours. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> I love. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm worshiping you. It's it's so phenomenal that you say that because it's so true. When you're in when you're in the presence of someone that like inspires you, you're just like you're you're like every ounce of you just is like, oh, I want to like soak this up. I just want to continue to like take in this moment and learn from you. Um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I can't. I, I know you kind of hinted that you and and Grimplin might be doing something, and now I'm like super excited to see what that's about because the uh, the toads that he made for you was just phenomenal. It's just like encompassed yes. everything you're about. Uh, Nia or Naya? Yeah, I'm so I didn't want to promise like, anything. You know, like we didn't build it yet, but we talked about it, and we were thinking <laughs> we were gonna do it. Yes. I think well, we're now we're all rooting for that to happen. Okay, I'm. Is it Nia or Naya? Uh, hi guys, it's Nia. Hi Nia, how are you? Thanks for coming I'm, up. I'm great, thanks, Carl. It's my first time tuning into your show, so um, I was a little bit late as well. Well, I'll make sure to look out for your other shows as well. Um, but I just wanted to say congrats uh, to Pussy Riot. Um, you know, it's a beautiful piece. Um, I think I joined another space that you're in. Like I think a week ago, just I think on the day when you um, put your piece out. But yeah, I just want to say congrats. Like I'm a massive fan, and yeah, you got this, man. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you so much for your kind words. And yeah, let's keep building this space um, more inclusive. Like to make it, let's make it more inclusive. That's why I'm so proud and happy of, especially my, um, you know, female friendships in in the space. Uh, like people pleaser i like she's such a powerful figure here I, I just think that you being in the space and like people seeing um, empowered women in the space is going to do wonders. Like we're just going to keep building. We're going to keep bringing um, women in the space, marginalized communities. I can't tell you how amazing it's been to see. I see spaces where it's just um, people connecting over shared interests or shared um, experiences. And it's just, uh, it's just insane to think that this is happening organically. It's happening naturally. And people are 
are able to learn and grow. And, um, you know, it, it's easy when someone else is chatting too, that you can be a fly on the wall and learn and listen and think um, about life and, and the way that you're going to continue to grow yourself. And, and you don't even have to be super active and up and talking. You can just be sitting and listening to the conversation. And I can't tell you how many spaces I've just sat and been in the audience and learned so incredible uh, amounts of of enlightenment, um, hearing other people's words and hearing what they have to say in their experiences. And I know that you sharing your experiences in this is just a, is another, uh, is another way of, of people being able to have that opportunity. So thank you again so much for taking time to come up on the show. Um, if you have not already, please make sure to follow, um, Pussy Riot and uh, everything that they put out on their Twitter is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and, and I just can't wait for you to continue to empower and lead, uh, and be a part of web three and the NFT community. So thank you so much for taking time and doing the show. Of course, and uh, just a little hint, um, it's not an official announcement, but um, having a piece from ACAB collection is going to <laughs> is going to be key to enter um, next collections of Pussy okay. easily uh, without guest words and through whitelist. So um, more things are coming. and. I'm so excited to be here. That is absolutely phenomenal. And if you are in the audience right now, too, uh, and if you listen to the podcast right away, because this is not going to be something that's open for long, only about three or four hours, but we this is the first um, uh, participation uh, token that is ever being um, proof of attendance protocol token that is being released for this show. I just posted it at the top, but if you go to that link, there's a code to get that uh token for being in the show live uh, right now and the code uh, the secret code after you download the app which there's a link in that post is uh, Carl Riot Carl Riot so if you go you can actually get an exclusive um, token from the show and and I can't I can't think of a better guest to have my first uh, Pope than than you uh, so thank you again for being here and I can't wait to continue to see what you do one more time that's Carl Riot C A R L R I O T and you can get the token that's up there this has been another getting it right now yes I'm so happy that you're able to be here you should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really especially financial advisors take control of your own financial future and do your own research always that's all for now until next time we'll see you in the metaverse <laughs>